Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. I'm Jordan, and this smoking hot vision to my left and your right is my gorgeous wife, Kristen. I love you so much. Yeah, how are you today? That's a way to start a show. Well, you know what? I just want to show everybody how joyful I am. Oh, well, I woke up. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so check this out. So today we're going to talk more about what we spoke about last week, which is the importance of giving up control and giving it over to God. Before we do that, Kristen, why don't you pray for everybody here, Okay. okay. Lord, thank you for not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound mind. Lord, there is so much right now in this world that the enemy is intimidating people with fear. So many tools, so many real, quote-unquote, problems that can cause discouragement, that can cause depression, that can cause all of these things, Lord. And you see everything. You see every tear, Lord. Lord, heal. Bring healing where where people need healing, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally. Bring healing to relationships. Bring healing to every single person, Lord. And bring yourself, bring your presence. Make your presence the central piece of this holiday season, Lord. Let's not forget the Christ in Christmas. Make your presence in every single home around the globe, Lord. Make us aware of who you are, God. Help us not to miss you, Lord. Help us not to be distracted. Keep our eyes on you, God. And you are the lifter of our heads, the lifter of our souls, Lord. I pray against any fear in anyone, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And God, we stand with you, God. We stand and you say you only need to be still. Just stand and I will do the fighting for you. So God, we stand and we stand for you, God, and we worship you for you alone are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just a reminder, when I give my little sermon here afterwards, Kristen and I are going to pray for everybody individually who has sent us prayer requests. So if you have any prayer requests, that you want, go ahead right now and you can just type them in the comment section and we'll get to them. Okay. Absolutely. All right, guys. So I want to just kind of build on what we spoke about last week, which was this idea that you really have to give control of things over to God. And again, the reason I've been talking about this is it's something that I really feel has been impressed upon me lately. Okay. I don't often preach from a position of superior moral standing. Usually what I'm preaching to you about is something that I feel like God is working on in my life so that you can relate to it. And I really just want to talk about the importance of getting out of God's way today. You know, those of you who watch the show regularly enough have heard me talk about how I'm a lawyer and and of course, Kristen is a, a performer, but it, you know, our professions are very different. It's kind of interesting how God has used our individual talents to make a ministry that we never even considered having. But I can tell you that being a lawyer is unique among professions and maybe doctors are somewhat like this, but being a lawyer is unique in that, guess what? 
everybody thinks that they're a lawyer. Everybody thinks they can be a lawyer. Everybody thinks they're smarter than their lawyer. And this was bad enough when people were watching things like Judge Judy and Law and Order on television, and they thought that had something to do with like real lawyering. Okay. But now that there's Google and there's Facebook, it's like everybody thinks they're an expert on this stuff. And one of the great frustrations that I have is when clients, instead of listening to me, are doing research online and getting bad advice from people who don't know what they're talking about. I had one guy tell me it was illegal to be arrested for shoplifting because he saw some stupid YouTube video that says store personnel, law security, don't have the right to arrest you if you're stealing. It was the biggest bunch of absolute nonsense. And what I notice in my practice is that things go very well for the clients who listen to me and do what I tell them to do. And usually what I'm telling them to do is just not mess anything up. Just let me be in control of this process, okay? You being in control is what got you here, okay? Now let me take over. And the clients who listen to me and do what I tell them to do get good results. And the clients who don't get good results, by the way, and, and there are a few, believe it or not, they're the ones who didn't listen to me. They're the ones who didn't do what I asked them to do. And more often than not, it's that they were trying to control the process all the way through. And I have to tell you, it is the most maddening thing in the world for me as a lawyer who's trying to help them. How many times I've just had to say to these people, just stop, just get out of the way. You don't know what you're talking about with all respect, okay? Your three minutes of Wikipedia level research does not equal my 20 years of practice and law school education. It just doesn't. I've done, I think, something like Many thousands of cases by now, okay? You spending five minutes on Google is not the equivalent of that. So please just stop. That's me in the flesh to some extent, right? But you also know that I'm right about this, okay? I say this because I feel like like I must be doing that to God sometimes, that God is saying to me, okay, just relax. I'm going to handle this. And I'm going like, you know what? Actually, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And and I just must, not that God would lose his temper, the way, not that I lose my temper, but not that God would get frustrated the way I do, but he must just be saying, will you please just stop? I've got this all worked out. I've got this all figured out. All you have to do is just stand there, be sympathetic, be empathetic, be praiseful, be thankful, and more than anything else, be still. Okay. Psalms 4610 is when we get that, that famous line where God says, be still and know that I am God. We focus on the be still part, which we think is just going like this and sitting on our hands and stuff. But it's actually, listen to the whole sentence, be still and know that I am God. See, that's the part that allows us to be still, is the knowledge that he is God and who God is. It's part of a bigger verse. It's in Psalms 46 again. And and the psalmist is saying, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Hey guys, when you're going through chaos, it's not easy to be still because anxiety sets in. That's the last time we want to be still, right? When chaos is happening, we want to do something. Just like my clients who are charged with crimes, for example, or who are going through a, a bad divorce or something like that, they want to do something. They want to feel like they're controlling the process so they don't feel weak and helpless. The Bible says, be still and know who God is. Know that he loves you, that he cares about you, that he's numbered the hairs in your head. Know that he has a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, a plan to give you a hope and a future. You know, returning to the law example, 
one of the happiest things I have is when I can give clients good news. And what people don't understand who get their idea of what the law is from television is that almost all of what we do is actually behind the scenes. Now, it's not the case on TV because it would make for some pretty boring television just to see people talking on the phone all day long and and returning emails to each other. I mean, Kristen knows this. In a given morning, I'll wake up and if I have fewer than 50 emails, I'm happy about it. Okay. When I get down into like the 20s, I have this big grin on my face. Like, like that was a great day of work. But seriously, most of what we do is actually behind the scenes. On TV, it's all in courtrooms. That's more dramatic. But what we do is behind the scenes. It's like uh, the great uh, Chinese philosopher Sun Tzu once said. He says, the battle is won before it's ever fought. Okay? It's all in the preparation. It's all stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so a lot of times, even if we have a court date a month out where I have to go in front of a judge, I'm working behind the scenes to speak with the other attorney or to speak with the prosecutor if it's a criminal case to see if we can work out a resolution that's favorable to my client. And it makes me so happy when I call a client who I know is panicking, who I know isn't sleeping well at night, who I know is under a lot of stress, and maybe it's even straining his relationships with his with his wife or his children because he's facing some horrible outcome, okay? And I call him up and I say, guess what? In a month, when we go in front of the judge, everything is already worked out. I spoke with the prosecutor. The charges are getting dismissed or they're downgraded or whatever it is. Everything's worked out. You can be at peace now. And they're always so relieved. They're always so relieved about that. But notice what I just told you. We haven't gone in front of the judge yet. See, you still have to go in front of the judge to make it official. But they're not waiting for that to be at peace. Mm -hmm. They're in peace just because of what I told them. They're hanging on the promise. The promise that everything is going to work out in the end, even though it hasn't actually happened yet. See, that's how you can be at peace. You hang on the promise. Just like my clients hang on that promise when I call them and I say, be at peace. Everything's worked out. Guys, you have to have that same voice in your head and know it's coming from God. Be at peace. God has everything worked out. Be at peace. He's in control. Be at peace. You don't have to be in control. I love that scene in the Bible. I think it's in Mark, is it not, where Jesus has had this long day of praying and preaching and healing people, and they're in the boat together, and he's resting. He's at rest, and there's a storm that comes, and all the disciples start to panic, and they say, Master, the boat's going to sink. And what does Jesus do? He just stands up, and he says to the storm, peace, be still. That's it. Guys, listen, just like if you were accused of a crime that you didn't commit, and you were facing 20 years in a mean prison, Okay, and you were panicked and you couldn't sleep at night and your lawyer called you up and said, good news, I have everything worked out with the prosecutor. In a month when we go in front of the judge, everything's going to be dismissed. That level of peace you feel, that's the kind of peace that you have to keep with you in order to have that stillness, in order that God can do his job and make everything work out for you. Do you understand? So guys, my message for you today is this. Look, when you are in a panic, When you are going through a storm, I know the instinct is to try to control things. For those of you who watched last week, we talked about how when Chris and I were riding in that bicycle built for two and she had her own steering wheel, she was trying to steer the bike even though it wasn't connected to anything. That's our instinct to try to control. But guys, what I'm here to tell you today is the best way to get the best outcome is to understand that God's in control. 
And maybe that means he's got to do a few other things, okay? He's working a few different angles. He's doing other things before the manifestation comes. Maybe the reason he's not pushing you forward right now is because there's danger on the road ahead that he needs to clear out of the way first. Maybe he's got to move other pieces into place, other people into place for you to meet, okay? And for you to help along the way, for them to help you. You don't know, okay? Just like in my example, you're not the lawyer, okay? You're not God. All right. And I'm not equating myself with God. I'm just using, I'm just using a simile. That's it. But guys, my point is this. The best way for you to get the best results is to simply be at peace, focus on God's promises and let him be in control of the process. That's my message for you today. Wow. You were on a roll on fire. Woohoo. It's easy for me to talk about myself. It's my favorite (laughs) subject. (laughs) Well, I love that example because, you know, it's really relatable for, for all of us. And no matter what our personality style is, it's just human nature to try to control. You look in the Bible, all the ex- examples of, you know, from Abraham and Sarah to to all, all these examples in the Bible where they were given a promise and they went in there and messed it up. And God's like, why did you do that? Now I'm going to have to delay, delay the promise. And, and God, yes, God always fixes it, but... It's a better lifestyle to just submit it to God and um, have him take care of it and live in peace. And it's funny how God teaches us the same thing at the same time, because I feel like I'm always learning this. I feel like my personality style is to want to verbally get in there and and say my, my peace, P-I-E-C-E, to gain peace, P-E-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, and I'm, I guess I'll always be learning that it's so much better when you take it to prayer. Yes, sometimes God does want you to speak out, but you have to have wisdom to know when to just stand and be still and let him move. And in going with your same example, we will put you as God again. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's, it's just helps to, to relate to the situation. I think I told you the other day, Somebody well-meaning said something, and I wanted to respond. I wanted to fight, fight back. Not in a, you know, it was it was not anything vicious or anything. But I wanted to to kind of defend. But instead, I didn't have to. Jordan did it all for me, and so I love that because I could just sit there and be like, oh, okay. And so my point is, whether it's in relationships or whatever, take it to the Lord. Take it to prayer first. Take it to prayer first because a lot of times, maybe God wants you to speak and say something, but a lot of times you're going to be floored and just amazed at how it works out when you pray first and then you call that person or you go into that situation and they say, yeah, I was thinking such and such, what you said is right. You'd be like, wow, God, you, I, I'm amazed at how he can take care of it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. All right, so why don't you start praying for individual people? We got some people writing in now. Okay, great. And um, why don't you just start with the prayer request we have? And we'll kind of go into this. All right. Well, uh, we pray for Marie, uh, who has HIV and wants to serve the Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray for healing for Marie. In Jesus' name, from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, God, I pray also for any fear linked to that illness. Uh, because we know the enemy is a liar and the enemy just wants to, when he brings illness, he doesn't just bring illness. He brings the fear and the, and the emotional part of it as well. So God, I just pray and I, I, we stand in faith 
with with Marie in the mighty name of Jesus. And and I pray for all people who are going through something right now. Uh, Jordan mentioned before the show, people who are lonely, especially this time of year. And I want to pray on both spectrums. I mean, you could be a person in a room with a thousand people and feel lonely. You could be a person, of course, who is quite alone, literally. And in Jesus' name, you were never alone because God is with you. And I pray, I pray for relationships and families. I pray for, for people who are discouraged. I really feel this burden on my heart today to pray for people who are discouraged and suffering. God, God lift, you are the lifter of our heads. As I said earlier, God lift these people up, uh, who feel like they're drowning. Um, just if that's you, God just wants to lift you up out of, out of that place. And, and he wants to, to lift you, uh, sir, ma'am, you're not meant to live in that place. You've accepted the lie too long, but God wants to lift you up out of that mire. God wants to lift you into the glorious life he has for you. You, your sin does not equate to you having to be there your entire life. I feel like there's somebody who needs to hear that right now, that they feel like they've sinned beyond uh, the reach of God, or they've got to have penance, or they've, they've got to, to, in order to attain holiness, they've got to stick in that place. The suffering is part of what uh, was meant for them, but that is not true. God wants to lift you out of that place. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for people to be delivered from shame and discouragement and depression. In Jesus' name, amen. I also want to pray, come to think of it, um, you know, as a, a lawyer who unfortunately is in the world of divorce a lot. I shouldn't say unfortunate, it's where God put me, but you know, it's very common during the holiday season uh, for a lot of bad things to happen. You know, uh, holidays for as great as they are, they, you bring up a lot of emotions, you know, parents now have to start sharing the kids who are divorced, have to start sharing kids and parenting time. And, you know, a time that should be really happy. Uh, unfortunately, I've seen become very sad for too many kids. And those are memories that, you know, unfortunately they'll always have. And so God, I'm just, I just want to pray for all the broken families. I mean, all the intact families too, but all the broken families this holiday season that you please just be with them and that you bring peace and that you somehow bring togetherness with all these people in Jesus name. I want to get to some of the prayers that uh, prayer requests that are being sent in right now. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Arturo who doesn't tell us where he's from? That's fine. Arturo Aguilar says. Oh yeah, he's uh from Honduras. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. You, you know this. So our oh morning from Honduras, Jordan and Kristen. Thank you. All right, Arturo from Honduras. Good morning to you. You say please pray uh, for you to have a house. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, that's something that Kristen and I prayed for for a long time. And in fact, one of the things I did is I got a, a keychain with a little little image of a house on it. Yep. And uh, every time I pick that keychain up, I would say, God, thank you that you're going to put a key to my house on this keychain. I still have it, in fact. So, God, we pray that uh, that we pray for Arturo. We're thankful for him. We pray for you to provide him, not just with any house, but with a great house. Yes, that's just the perfect house for him at the perfect time. Amen. And then we have, uh, let's see, Saveth, Saveth Children Team says, please pray for me and my team. Now, over here, he's, he apparently works with orphans oh, and the poor to help deliver uh, clothes and shoes and food for them. So, God, we pray for Sabeth. You know, it's something actually that Chris and I uh, 
we believe our ministry we want to do now. You know, our ministry up to this point has basically been praying for people and trying to deliver good news to them and trying to, you know, give messages to educate them. But we're also moving into a new era of, of our ministry where we really want to be, be charitable, you know, um, donate money to help clothe people and feed them and stuff. We're not asking anyone here to send us money. Don't get me wrong. Don't send us money. If you have money in your own areas, use it to help people yes. in your areas. We don't, you know, we're very blessed. We don't need you guys to send us anything. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I certainly want to pray for someone like Saveth and people like him. Um, God, that you please bless their ministry and please help the orphans and the poor uh, to have the clothes and yes, the food God. and the shoes yes. they need. Not just yes. this season, but every season. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want to welcome Pastor Sahil to our uh, to our episode today. I can't read. This is in that Russian language, which I can't read. Yeah. But uh, I guess it, the person's name is Nopa from Bulgaria. So nice to meet you, sir. As well as Benjamin Bati. Good to see Celeste as well from the Mariutis Islands. Did you pray for that woman who had the um, who was HIV positive? Yes. Okay, I was reading things while you're doing that. Um, I want to pray for a few friends of mine who have been diagnosed with cancer and are constantly fighting it. And God, while they remain still, we pray that you just do a great work and you heal them. Mm-hmm. I want to pray against COVID right now. Specifically, I know it's it's flaring back up here in the United States. It continues to be a problem worldwide. I want to thank you for all the doctors that you've given us and all the great hospital staff who take care of us. I want to thank you for all the scientists who are hard at work developing treatments for this God. But God, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of, of, uh, the, the passage in, in, uh, the Old Testament in the Bible. In fact, in fact, you and I watched the movie the other day, The Ten Commandments with Yul Brenner and, and Charlton Heston. And there's this great scene where Pharaoh is just resisting everything God's doing. And, and Pharaoh still wants to stand up and, and keep the slaves mm. in Israel and stand up to Moses. And, and his men are, are, are saying, we should give in. And Pharaoh says, where's your courage? And, mm-hmm. and one of the guys finally says, Pharaoh, against any army, we have courage. We know we can defeat any man. But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these guys are invisible. Invisible. Invincible. <laughs> excuse me. This God is invincible. Who are we to stand up against this God? And God, you know, we're doing our best on this earth to fight COVID, to wear masks and social distance. Our science, scientists are doing the best and everything. But God, who are we compared to what you can do? That's and right. And so God... We pray that you bring an end to this this horrible plague. Yes, God. That's exactly yes. what it is. In yes. all of its mutations, in Jesus' name. And, and the fear associated with it. Absolutely. Natalie Ageth, I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly, Agathe or Ageth, says, please pray for your soul. Well, we're going to pray for all of you, for not just your soul, but body, mind, and spirit. And actually, we're going to thank God for your soul, to thank you, thank God for giving you a beautiful soul. I want you to know that whatever is going on in your life, you're absolutely totally forgiven, that you're totally healed, that God loves you. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for you. He has a reason, actually, that you even turned on Facebook today and came across our broadcast. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I love about our ministry is even though we have a 100,000 followers and, you know, hundreds and thousands of people watch our videos, I get the opportunity to talk directly to these individual people. And I'm talking directly to you right now, Natalie. I don't know where you are in the world, but this message is for you that God loves you very, very much. He loves your soul. He wants to use you in ways that you haven't even imagined yet to do great things for the kingdom and to maximize your potential in this life. And my prayer for you today is that you just have the joy of the Lord overtake you in the knowledge of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so here you go. Two for you. 
Uh, Celeste wants you to pray for her ministry and her business and her daughter. You can, and all this, you can read it here. And then Prasad wants you to pray for his family in um, Badupi, uh, Bang- Bangalore, India. All right. Well, Lord, we pray for Celeste and her entire family, for Mike and her daughter, Kimberly, her ministry and business. Lord, we know that you have a plan for her. I feel like the plan is expansion. I feel like there's maybe fear associated with that expansion, but God, that you are taking her to the next level and that any struggles that her and her husband and daughter are facing right now, God, you're going to use it in a beautiful way to tie together the story that you're creating for her testimony. So God, I pray right now against any fear, any discouragement, anything, I pray for you to surround her and her family that the enemy cannot get in as she moves forward in her and uh, taking more territory for you. The enemy is going to try to fight back. But in Jesus' name, I pray and we know that yours alone is the victory. So I pray that for her. For Prasad, we're so thankful that the floods had uh, gotten better in India. But we do pray for his family. Lord, we pray for all that whole nation and that the floods instead would be the floods of the Holy Spirit. But we do pray for Prasad and his entire family to be engulfed in your presence, engulfed in your love, and and just receive all that you want to give them, Lord, all the beautiful blessings that are coming their way. In Jesus' name, amen. Celeste's actual name is Christine, even though it shows up as Celeste. She says her name is actually Christine. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Christine. All right. Well, listen, um, why don't you just... Uh, Offer the call to salvation, the most important part of our show. Yes, and uh, just to address, I'm not sure, Nathalie, what you meant by pray for my soul. If if you meant by that, that you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, well, guess what? This is your opportunity, and anyone else who uh, we invite you to do the same. If you've never accepted Jesus or it's been a long time and you've kind of fallen away, this is your opportunity. What a great time to do it, the Christmas season, Christmas season 2021, when you get close to your Savior, who is just knocking at the door of your heart and wanting to come in. So just follow after me. It's so easy, and you can just do it right from where you are. You don't have to be in a church. You don't have to go to any place. You can do it right here, right now, and Jesus is right there with you. All right? Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. We want to know about it. Send us a message or comment on this video, and we'd love to help you get started in your walk with Christ. We're so excited for you. Real quick before I close out, Sihar Robin says, please pray for my new home. You want to do that real quick? Yes. And for Sihar Robin, I uh, definitely recognize uh, that person as well. So it's so great to see you again. We pray for your new home in the mighty name of Jesus, that God would give you the desire of your heart. And like Jordan said before, not just give you a home, but the home that you that he's put on your heart. All right, guys. Listen, it was great seeing you again this weekend. We'll see you again soon, probably next weekend. Actually, I might do one. I told Chris and I have a, a few messages I want to do earlier, so we might do some midweek. Listen, help us out. Like and share the videos, okay? Sharing the videos helps uh, spread the word. Again, uh, this is how we build up a following. We help other people. Check out our podcast on iTunes if you can. We love you guys very much. Thanks for everything you do for us. Seriously, we very much appreciate it. Until we see you next time, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye.
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.